also really like the challenge of, of just that, of like looking at a piece of moss and taking maybe a simple aspect of it, maybe like, a, and kind of boiling it down to something minimal and trying to recreate that or transition that into a piece of art. Welcome to Peak Pyrography, where we discuss artistry and process with creators in the wood burning and pyrography community. I'm your host, Justine Fetty. I was introduced to wood burning in 2020 and haven't put my burner down since. Today on the podcast, we have Annie Carver of Pyrocrafters. Her artwork is the most beautiful line drawings, line styles, um, just incredible work. And she gets her shading and everything just kind of comes from a the line work that she does I love looking at it seeing it seeing the way that she puts color into it that seeing the way that she burns when I see her on Instagram and during our conversation today I was inspired while I was chatting with her I hope that you're inspired too. enjoy this episode hi Annie welcome to peak pyrography I'm so excited to have you here Hi, Justine. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. How's it going today? It's going pretty good. Um, we actually have decent weather today, which is nice because it's been very stormy down here the last couple of weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, there's been some real good cold fronts and stuff coming through. Yeah. No fun. Um, and wh- where are you? I am in Prattville, Alabama. So we're just okay. right outside of Montgomery and, um, you know, this is that time of year where the, the cold and the hot are coming together. And so we get a lot of stormy weather this time of year. But I'm I'm always grateful for the nice sunny days that we'd have. So that's cool. And and if anyone's looking to to find you, you're in Prattville and then online at Pyrocrafters. That's right. Uh, and it's pyrocrafters.com, pyrocrafters on Instagram, pyrocrafters all over the internet. That's right, right. If yeah, you can just cool. Google Pyrocrafters, it'll something will come up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fun. Um, wh- where did the name Pyrocrafters come from? Um, so my husband actually came up with that name um, years ago when I was kind of getting into wood wood burning, like late 2015, early 2016. Um, I had kind of just been practicing it on my own, and then uh, we started getting orders and. Um, kind of started trying to streamline some things. I was like, well, you know what? We need a name. You know, we need a business card. We need a site and, you know, some social profiles. And so we started brainstorming names. And actually, Pyrocrafters wasn't our favorite. But, you know, you you pick several. And then a, a few of them were already taken. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. So we ended up going with Pyrocrafters. And, uh it's been good to us. I mean, it's been a good name, so. It, it fits well. Lots yeah. of, lots of burning art for you. Yeah, especially in the beginning, because we were doing a lot more um, crafty stuff where we were making more things with wood and, and trying. It was very experimental in the beginning, so. That's really neat. Yeah. Um, so, it, it sounds like it's a pretty good partnership between you and your husband. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was in the beginning, we were very um, kind of in sync that way. He he does a lot of woodworking stuff. So in the beginning, okay. 
make a lot of my canvases um, because he would source wood a lot and sometimes he'd get like reclaimed wood and it was very unique um, or he'd come across like a somebody sold him one time like a trailer full of like oak and walnut and maple and just all kinds of things and uh, so he was making a lot of my canvases and he'd kind of frame them out and or he'd make me different things you know and I'd kind of try burning on different woods um yeah but his, it has morphed and changed completely <laughs> so, uh he he doesn't do a lot of woodworking anymore um and so well and just in general the type of art that I do doesn't require quite so much wood work now I pretty much just buy slabs and then sand them or if I need to cut them to size I can yeah yeah and and what kind of what are you burning on mostly um right now I'm really into maple uh so that piece that's in view right there is um right right over your left shoulder yeah right anyone who's listening along make sure you go check us out on YouTube so you can see it (laughs) it's uh that is a two foot maple slab I got it okay. from KJP Select Hardwoods out of Canada. And nice. It looks have, like a beautiful piece of wood. It they it is. I really like the grains of maple, but it's also very soft. It it burns very soft and the grains are really consistent. So you don't have one that's like oddly hard and the others are really soft. So it's a really nice consistent uh soft wood. And and that, uh, that, they, yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, and they they have a lot of other stuff to choose from too. Um, and I'm have just gotten where I've been ordering from them them a lot. Uh, and then basswood, you know, is a favorite. It's a nice, clean, bright wood. Yeah, it's nice and easy to burn on, and pretty accessible. Yeah, and I they have KJP has basswood too, but I think they only have rounds. So um, I usually get those online, order just yeah. some, you know, some lime edge basswood online. And and then you'd sand it down and get it smooth yeah. enough to burn. Yeah, so I'll sand it. Um, sometimes at Michael's, I can find like super long pieces of basswood. I, I don't, I don't know why they carry such long <laughs> sheets of it. Just, just for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I've got a saw and I can cut those into two or three canvases and then I sand sure. them. And do you like to work on, like, that looks like a pretty large piece behind you. Do you like to work on, it's way bigger than I thought it was um, yeah. from seeing pictures online. Do you like to work on the really big ones or do you tend to work on smaller ones? I tend to work on the smaller ones, but I, so because the business is changing so much, I'm starting to get more into like fine art shows. Okay. And I, I think they're better received on the larger pieces. That makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of lining it up with your audience. Yeah. So have you done smaller markets and now you're kind of transitioning to more of that fine art scene? Yeah, I used to, the business used to really be about custom work and um, commissions. And so for a long time, that's what we did. You know, we'd 
put custom canvases together and then do commission pieces, uh, a lot of pet portraits, a lot of signs, um, stuff yeah. like that. And so I kind of got burned out, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> on, on having the business go that way. And I think um, eventually it just became something that felt... I don't want to say unhappy with, I just, um, because I was happy that the business was doing well and, you know, I was doing it full time. Um, and I had a lot of orders coming in, but it just, it became. Felt too much like I, work. Yeah. It, it was just very unfulfilling, I guess. Um, you know, when you're doing commissions, you're, you're take you're creating something that somebody else is envisioning and so there's yeah there's not so as there's some pressure to deliver yeah there's there's pressure to deliver and then you know you've got a lot of communication with your customer and um there's not a, a whole lot of creativity there because you're trying to create what what they are seeing and not so much sure. what they're saying and uh, so I just kind of, about a year, maybe a year and a half ago now, um, I just kind of took a step back and kind of reevaluated what I wanted. You know, is this is this really what I want to do with with the business? Yeah. And I decided to stop taking custom orders and commissions and stuff like that. Took all that off of my website and off of social and everything. And uh, then I started experimenting with my own art style. You know, what what do I enjoy burning and what do I want to create, which was h harder to figure out than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Well, after years of doing commissions and now suddenly you have the freedom to, like, choose, that's a lot of freedom. Yeah. Um because I had never really thought about my own style. Sure, because so, it was about the hustle of making money and making this a job and a business, and right. And and now suddenly you could create, and then you're like, I wh what's next? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So I just I just really kind of started experimenting uh, with, you know, what do I like in art? What do I like to burn? And, you know, I like to burn on high heats with texture and um, it's just more fun, I think, than trying to like shade that the realism sort of look. Yeah. Well, and your, sti your style tends to be a lot of lines and you use the lines for shading. Mm -hmm. And that is really cool. Like, thank you. you know, everybody does it a little bit differently. And like there's there's the the slow circles and the and then mm. you've got yours which are tight lines for darker spaces and more spread out lines for for lighter spaces or highlights and it's a really cool way to do it and I don't see a lot of people doing it that way thank you I you know I just I realized that I wanted to just kind of figure out how to create imagery with just the texture instead of trying to reach 
and we're back with Annie Carver of Pyrocrafters. We had just a little hiccup, just a little glitch here with our computers, and you know that's life that happens. Yeah. We'll keep going. So, Annie, you were saying about your style and how you wanted to find the texture with just the lines. Yeah. So I just um, was exploring, you know, how can I burn deep texture and continue to you know, burn images that, you know, like people and faces and stuff like that without using that sort of tonal value shading look. Um, so I just kept playing around with it until um, I, I burned a silhouette of a face and I was really happy with how it came out. I was like, oh, I think I can, you know, maybe, you know, do lines for like lighter spaces and like dense like filled in spots for the darker spots. And I just kept playing around with it until I started to hit on something that I liked. Yeah. And then you put some really nice color on top of that to, to fill it in. Yeah. I love to play with color. I mean, I, you know, there's some debate about, you know, should we add color? Should we not to the wood burning? Um, but I really love to play with, especially like the, the bright, bold colors and uh, the watercolors are so much fun because they um, they sink down into the, the pieces of the wood that aren't burnt and they don't cover up my burn lines. So, yeah, that that's really cool. I love watching your when you put up reels or videos on Instagram and watching you make up make your pieces colorful that way. Thank you. It's it's always so surprising. You're like, wait, that yellow, all that yellow, and then the way you blend it in with the reds and the oranges, and all of a sudden you're like, oh man, that looks, that's what what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's cool to watch. It's if anyone, if you're if you're listening and you want to see it, go check out her Instagram at Pyrocrafters and check out some of her reels. It's really quite cool to see. Thank you. Um, so how long have you been wood burning? Uh, so I started in like late 2015 and then by like mid 2016, uh, I think is when we were creating Pyrocrafters. That, that didn't take you too long to get going. No, I, I look back on, um, just my years as an artist and a graphic designer and my husband and I have been trying to create a business for like 20 years since my daughter, <laughs> before my daughter was born. And this is the first one that, um, has made sense or kind of hit home really and, and took off and, and did things. So. That's cool. And it really seems to be working. Yes. I mean, I really, I still really love burning. Um, even after all this time, because I, I used to draw with pencil and paint and I never really took to it. It was one of those things that I felt like I had to do because I could do it, but I didn't enjoy it very much. Sure. Yeah. And now you, now you do the wood burning and is it, is it something of the like slowing it down or the, what, what aspect of that keeps you coming back? Um, that's a good question. I've, I've been asked that several times and it's, it's hard to pinpoint a specific thing that, that, uh, keeps me coming back. I, even though the business is changing and, 
you know, things are, are going in a completely different direction. Um, I just don't want to give up on it. And yeah. I really love just the feel of burning stuff. I mean, there's um, really something cool about setting things on fire in a controlled, safe way. <laughs> <laughs> I, there Absolutely there is. And you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is fun to set things on fire or controlled burning them, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. And to be able to make art out of it, you're not just completely consuming the wood. You're still coming out with a really incredible piece of fine art. Yeah, it's it's really cool and to envision something or or look at something and and try to recreate it in a different way yeah now from looking at the pieces that you have on your website and some on your instagram it seems like there's a lot of pop culture inspiration but what would you say inspires you and gets you excited to create now that you've got that creative freedom um this is something I'm actually working on right now. So I'm, I started working with a brand coach uh, to help me kind of narrow in um, what Pyrocrafters is going to be going forward now that we're kind of changing things up. Um, and she's she has tasked me with trying to figure out that very thing. What is it about something that, that captures me or, you know, catches my eye enough to make me want to turn it into a piece of art. Um, do a lot of faces. There's something about the way, especially when you, you come upon a photo or someone's face where the light hits them in a certain way. And you've got like these great contrast of shadows and light and just kind of wanting to, to capture that in that moment. And I think also, you know, she's, as I'm working through these things, trying to put more of myself into my art and have more of a personal connection into the pieces that I'm learning, being more conscious of what is it about this thing that has caught my attention. And so, so I'm going out into, um, you know, my backyard or in the city or something and looking at things and taking pictures of things that catch my eye and oh yeah just being aware of okay this is why I like this thing and this is kind of like I would like to turn it into a piece of art this way uh so it's an it's an interesting exercise um because sometimes we just like like the way things look you know we can't really pinpoint why but just kind of catches your eye for some reason so like you're outside and you're you see the light coming through the leaves and it connects with you. Yeah. And I, so I was out walking the other, we have, we live on five acres and um, there's a patch kind of up by my shop a little bit. That's just a big, huge patch of moss. And I love moss. I don't know what it is about moss. I've always really yeah. liked it. Um, so I took a couple of pictures of it. And I was like, oh, I've got to figure out a way to, incorporate incorporate this into a piece of art I think that would be so cool like maybe I do some leaves or 
Um, somebody even suggested, because I've, I've been trying to post these like noticings is what I'm going to call on, on my Instagram stories. Yeah. Yep. And somebody said something about, um, you know, put, put it in resin and like add it to one of your pieces of art or something. I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. <laughs> Yeah. Have you done that yet? Or is that, that's a future project? Yeah, that's future. I, um, so it's, it's hard to say exactly, but I also really like the challenge of, of just that, of like looking at a piece of moss and taking maybe a simple aspect of it, maybe like, I'm and kind of boiling it down to something minimal and trying to recreate that or transition that into a piece of art oh that's that's interesting mm -hmm. you, you like break it down and then build it back up to make it yours yeah that's such a great like metaphor for artistry <laughs> in general yeah it's hard to do sometimes um my brain coach was like you know maybe take pictures of something that's not particularly amazing like maybe you're having a cup of tea or a cup of coffee take a picture of it and and see if you can think about a way to make that a piece of art that you you know maybe wouldn't have this maybe not so obvious not like just like a replicate replication of the cup right yeah so kind of finding some of those little little aspects or details or making yeah. it a little more abstract Right. Yeah. Interesting. Annie, I'm getting so many ideas just from talking to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> that that is really cool. So so you're right now that's that's kind of something you're working on is coming up going out and feeling that out and yeah. um and then taking a look at that and then kind of coming up with what you want to create from there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, maybe it's just like the shape of the handle of the cup, you know, maybe you take that shape and you repeat it over and over or something. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, you're okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so you said you, uh, what, what, let's, let's go over to your burner and, sure. um, what what kind of burner are you using? What's your favorite stuff to burn on? So this is my true art. Um, I've had it for, gosh, I think three years now, maybe maybe more. Um, and I have a lot. I have a lot of burners because I've done a lot of like um, sponsored videos on my YouTube channel for different burners. And so I've got a bunch of razor tips, the Optima, the Colwood, the Burnmaster. Um, but I keep, I always come back to the True Art. Okay. Uh, and I use it a lot. It has, it has a really great high temp that I like. And it has one of my favorite writing tip shapes. It's, and it's really just like a curved, you know, bent piece of metal. There's not yeah. a lot. <laughs> pretty simple but it, it does what you need yeah it, I really like the way it, that I can burn the lines with it um, and I have a ball tip for the true art that I use as well so which are really the two tips that I use the most now that I'm doing and you, the lo art style. 
and you like to do like that high heat and then just yeah do the do your shading by by spreading it out a little bit more that's right yeah and sometimes I'll do you know I'll be like on a medium heat if I don't want to over scorch or maybe if you know I'm trying to really burn some like thinner lines I'll turn the heat down yeah that makes sense um so uh you you said that you've been burning on maple lately and basswood. Are those your favorites to burn on? Yeah, um, I, I find, well, I like poplar too. Okay. Um, but what I'm seeing, especially now that I'm trying to do the fine art thing and get my art into shows, um, people don't always recognize that it's wood burning. So when you submit a piece of art for a show, they usually want you to take a picture and like submit it through like a digital form or something. Um, and when you're looking at like a flat picture, people don't always know that it's burnt on wood. Yeah. And, and it's hard sometimes to communicate that. Right. Uh, but I find that if I do the live edge piece, you know, people immediately notice that it's wood. Um, and they'll ask like, Oh, is that, you know, did you etch that onto the wood? And, and that'll kind of open the door and I can say, no, it's burnt. Start that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm doing a lot more of the live edge pieces. Um, and I, so I can't find like live edge poplar. All the poplar that's around me is like pre-cut planks. Yeah. So, so that's, it's harder that's, to find some of that. Yeah, that's why I'm liking the the maple and the the basswood. Yeah, because they're easy to find with that live edge. That's right. Do you tend to go for the rounds or for the the flat pieces? I like the flat ones. The like flats. The rectangles. Yeah. Um, Gives a nice a nice working surface canvas, as you call it. Yeah, the uh, the rounds have the ridges, you know, because they've been cut like the tree's been cut like this and so the yeah it's been cut into sections yeah yeah Yeah. so my lines tend to like catch in the each ring so yeah that that makes sense and that and that's not the texture that you're looking for right (laughs) and even if you've sanded it down all the way as far as you can go you still get caught because the wood just is a little bit different in in and out of the rings that's right yeah yeah so you said you like watercolor is there a particular brand or anything that you like to use to get the colors in your pieces yeah right now I'm using the Windsor and Newton okay um I bought their I think it was the 24 color palette um quite a while ago over a year ago and I'm still using it. I've, I've got a couple of colors that I've used up, my yellow and my white, because I use those a lot. <laughs> yeah. Good for um, highlights. That's right. Uh, so I had to buy like the little tubes of those to replace it. But other than that, I'm still using it. Yeah. I thought I might have it right here with me. but <laughs> Yeah. So I really and- like the Windsor Newton. And you said that you've got your your shed, your work, sorry, workshop. You've got a workshop. And what kind of stuff do you do in the workshop for safety when you're burning? Oh, um, so I have an exhaust. You might be able to see it. 
Um, yeah. It's right here behind me. It's an exhaust tube. Um, we put an exhaust fan in the ceiling and then ran a tube down. So it kind of, I can pull it here to my desk and switch it on. And so it pulls the smoke away from my face and into the attic. So it's not filling up my shop. Oh, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Cause we just cut a hole right in the ceiling. Like I didn't care about messing up my shop, but in the house, I probably wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so when you're, when you're doing your creating, um, I, what happens in the background? Are you listening to music? Are you watching TV? Is it just you in the wood? What, what's happening in the background? Um, lots of things. I mean, I kind of rotate in and out. Sometimes I'll have a show on that I'm binge watching or sometimes I'll have an, I like audible. The yeah. Audible. So I like, I like to listen Audio to books and yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe a podcast, maybe some music. I kind of change it up. Um, there's a couple of like nature uh, channels on YouTube where they have like an eight hour long video of just like nature sounds in the background. Perfect. Yeah. So kind of does it depend on what you're burning? Like if you're working on a piece of moss, do you want that uh, nature sounds in the background and... Does that make a difference? No, I think it really just depends on the mood. Um, and then, you know, I film a lot of what I do. So I'm like in and, you know, I'm in and out of my phone all the time, you know, switching from like what I'm doing to um, trying to film stuff. So if I'm, if I'm film heavy, I might not have anything on at all. Cause I'm, I do everything on my phone. Sure. Yeah. And and that film, uh, phone cameras just keep getting better and better, so you can do so much more on them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, are there apps or software that you use to put stuff together or do any kind of editing? Yeah, if I'm going to put together a video for social, I like to use Splice. Um, and if I'm doing so all of my YouTube stuff I do on my computer. I've got the Adobe Creative Suite, so I just use Premiere yeah. Pro and then uh, edit my videos for YouTube that way. That's that's a good program. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so is PyroCrafters your full-time uh, work, or is it um, – I mean, obviously it's a business for you, but is it what you do in – in your day-to-day nine-to-five kind of thing? No, it was for about three years. Uh, and then then I started working a day job like a few months ago. And so I kind of went back to doing my graphics work since the business changed. And I, I pulled way back on what I was doing with the business. Um because I'm not filling orders anymore. I can kind of just create and make when I have time. And um, I do a lot of like stuff on the on nights and weekends. And uh, I've kept my YouTube channel going. So we, I post a new video every week on my YouTube channel. That's a and lot of work. Yes, it is. 
it is, but I do a lot of time lapses now. So I used to try to do okay. like a new tutorial every week, which is, was a lot. Um, yeah. So uh, anyone listening along or watching along, go check out Amy's YouTube for some fun tutorials for sure. Yeah. Or, or, you know, like I might do like a, um, equipment reviews or cause people ask about the wood burning equipment a lot, you know, especially since you've had the opportunity to try so many of them. Yeah. You can yes. give real good comparisons. Mm-hmm. But now I do a lot of time lapses. Um, I think I had a video post yesterday that was a time lapse of, of this piece that is sitting right behind me here. Yeah. So that's, that's much easier, you know, just take like 30 second shots here and there when you're burning and then you can kind of just bring them all together in a, like a four or five minute video. And, and it turns out really cool. And I mean, people like me will watch them and go, yeah. oh, that's how she does it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, well, Amy, let's take a real quick break and we'll sure. be right back. Okay. All right, and welcome back. We're here again with Amy Carver of Pyro Crafters. So hey. Amy, yeah, welcome back. Um, our, we have, uh, you do so much with your business and with uh, your graphic design work and other things. What do you do to take care of, you know, your mental, physical, spiritual kind of health um, outside of your graphic design and Pyro Crafters? Sure. Um, so we we live on a, a big property with five acres and it's kind of an old property the house was built in 1925 and we've been trying to renovate it um and one of the things i love to do is yard work um and the property has kind of got overgrown and a little bit out of control so um i like to come outside and just try to clean up stuff clean up spots um it is, there's a lot of work that goes into maintaining a property. I mean, we've always lived in the burbs. Oh yeah. Um, so I didn't realize how much work it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also really like it too. I mean, I like keeping up with stuff. I mean, some days I might just come out and walk and, you know, pick up sticks or, uh, today I was outside, uh, cleaning up like weeding around the edge of the house, like on my lunch break. So, um, love to go outside and spend outside time. Uh, we have a fire pit. Sometimes we spend the evenings at the fire pit, just kind of hanging out and relaxing. That sounds amazing. It sounds nice to kind of get out of the rush and hustle of the cities or the suburbs and yeah, have a little bit more space. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to be, um, we're not too far away from civilization, thank thankfully, but um, we do we do have enough space out here, kind of by ourselves. So it's, it kind of feels like we're out here alone, you know. Yeah, that that makes sense. That you, you've got that space, but you also can still get to the store and get what you need today, and not like a once a week kind of trip. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, and what do you do to unwind, like in the evenings or? Um, so Clay and I have, you know, different shows that we might binge watch. Um, we just watched 
on Freebie, which is a channel that we didn't even know about. I guess it's, I think Apple does it, but it's free. But, nice. And uh, so there's a show on there called Sprung. It was kind of a short run. It's like, it's not very long. It's not a lot of episodes, but it was hilarious. Uh, we just finished watching that a couple of nights ago. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, I've got a couple of games on my phone. One of them's like a robot game where you, you know, you get online and you play um, with other people and you try to destroy each other's robots. So that's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what I'm, what I'm getting is there's a lot of like joy and destruction yeah. <laughs> in your life. <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's fun. Yeah. And how much of your time are you able to spend you know, creating versus working versus, you know, t- taking, maintaining that relationship with your husband or um, even marketing social media, shipping stuff out. Yeah. Um, so now that I've scaled way back on it, I don't spend as much time burning. I mean, I might get, you know, maybe a piece a week done. Um and that's just kind of like if I have some time on my lunch break or I've got some time in the evening um, or maybe I'll, you know, spend a few hours on the weekend, something like that, uh, and maybe get a piece done. And then um, what I try to do, because I try to batch my social media content. So if I've got, you know, two or three weeks worth of stuff that I can turn into videos, then I'll maybe take one evening and just kind of get on splice on my phone and kind of edit a few things. Um, I try to make one for Instagram, one for TikTok, one for Pinterest. That's maybe a little different. Cause they can't all be the same because the audience is so different. Right. 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 I try yeah. to change them up a little bit, you know, I, the, my TikTok ones are usually shorter. Um, and then my Instagram ones, I feel like can be a little bit longer, although that's changing, you know, reels is, is changing everything. Um, but I can also create images for Instagram. So I'll, you know, what I try to do is like a video of burning a video, of maybe painting, and then like a picture, a post of the final piece. So, so you can kind of get people in all the different ways that they can. Yeah, so that that way one piece gets me like, you know, three posts, um, and then I might try to like, you know, maybe post about my book or um, highlight a product or something, or maybe say, hey, I've got a new YouTube video, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about your book for a minute because that just came out within the last couple months. Is this your? Did I see you've got two books, or is this your only one? I've got two. So I had one, my first one came out in 2020. And then my second one came out in December of 22. Yeah. And that's, that is a step-by-step pyrography for beginners. I've got a copy here. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I, I got to get it and got on Amazon right away and oh, ordered you. it. Thank you so much. Yeah. I've been enjoying your work. So and then what was the process like to create this book? Um, it, it was a lot of fun. So I had a lot more time on this one than I did the first one. Um, 
so I felt like I had more time to kind of think the projects through and think about what I wanted uh, the book to be about. Uh, and my editors were pretty lenient. You know, they all they asked was that I do like, um, I forget the order now, but it was like so many easy ones, so many medium ones, and then so many hard ones. Uh, so they they kind of let me run, you know, get creative with them with the rest of it. So, um, you know, I try to think of, you know, like your basic kind of burning things for the first, for the easy ones. And then yeah, some um, of the things that are really accessible. Right. Yeah. And I'm trying to make it so that um, the supplies could be easy to find, or at least, you know, you could find some kind of version of that pretty easily at a Michael's or a craft store in general. And yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and then they get harder, you know, as you go through the book and I also like, I like for things to be practical too, and not just, you know, like a, a piece of art on the wall, but you know, like there's a planter in there and there's some gourds in there. Um, I did like a canvas wall hanging thing that was really fun um, and a couple of other things that are more, that are a little bit crafty, but you can in incorporate, you know, your wood burning too. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I think it, there's some really cool projects in here. Thank you. And I, I think that it sparks creativity too. Like if you, um, so that like the little shelf in there, that's like the, the wood cube with like a plain back wood back yeah um, there's there's so many ways to do that right like there's so many ways to change that and kind of make it your own yeah and, and you you put this out there and then people can go and they can they can do the project exactly like you have it in the book right. and then they can also go oh I liked that but I want to put this design on it or I want to tweak it just a little bit and now it's my project and it's my thing and it's going in my house or you know, it's right. fits better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause some, sometimes, you know, you see a project and you think, Oh man, I like how they did that, but I'm going to change instead of doing a square, I'm going to make it longer and bigger and do it this way. And um, so I, you know, try to mix it up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is so fun. So cool. If anybody's listening and you're feeling some creative block or anything like that make sure you go check out this book again it's step-by-step -step pyrography for beginners um, all right so it it is time to play our favorite game here on peak pyrography okay and that is the deserted island oh yeah so i'm gonna you're you're gonna be stuck on a deserted island and mm -hmm. as as a wood burner so you you've been left there with like the important tools of the trade okay you get one kind of wood, one burner, one nib, um, one color additive, and then um, one extra item. So oh, what would your wood be? My wood? Um, I'm going to go with maple. Maple. Yeah. Nice. So I think if I had, because I can burn it, but if I, if I was in a pinch, I could probably turn it into something else that I needed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and don't don't worry. There's a there's a mill in a shop here too. Oh, okay, awesome. It's a it's a very well supplied deserted island. Okay. 
that's awesome. Um, what would your burner be? Oh man, that's a hard one because I like to change it up. Um, I'm gonna say I would take my true art. True art, the one that yeah. I think I'm. You use that one a lot. Yeah, I do. I do use it a lot. Um, and then what kind of which nib would you be using? You only get one. Um, I'm gonna take my writing tip. I know it's a gamble, but I think I can make it. I think I can make it do multiple things if I need to. <laughs> there you go. Um, what kind of color additive would you have? So is this like what type of? How would I add color? Like what type? Yeah. Um. Gosh, I guess I'm gonna go with watercolor. That's my go-to. That's my my staple. All right, and then what's what's one other extra item that you just couldn't be without? Oh man, other extra item I can't be without. I'm gonna say a razor blade, probably, because I. Oh, think, what do you use that for? Um, I can use it to correct mistakes, and um, I can use it to you know scrape away color if I've you know, made a mistake that way and just kind of shave off some layers of wood to kind of get, Oh, sure. you know, if I've, um, if it's too deep a mistake, then it's just, it's just game over, but sometimes it's <laughs> light enough that I can get rid of it. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Well, thank you for playing. Um, yeah. I want to, go into a little moment of community building and want to ask you who are three accounts that you feel like we should all be following. And this can be pyrographers, other artists. This can be someone outside of the art artistic community that you're like, get that you get your inspiration from just who are three people that, you know, all the listeners should be checking out. Oh gosh. Um, so I'm going to say, one of my favorite people to watch is Honey Bizons. It's Megan at Honey Bizons. Megan she Robertson's. Does, yeah. Um, she does some really cool stuff. I love her style. She does realism, but it has like this, this hominess to it, this warmth that I really like. Um, other people to be watching. I have to really think. <laughs> <laughs> And there's um, so many that you could choose. I I mean, yeah. you could probably list off thousands that you follow and you're like, oh, the, any of these would be great. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, let me see. Um, Krishna's Canvas is a good one, too. She does some really cool stuff. Um, I think she does. I think she has some really good business ideas, too. Like, because I think she does shows and stuff like that. Um, and I believe she does a really good job of selling. So if you want to, you know, check out her stuff and, and her tips on how to do that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's Karishna Ms. Misni. I'm not sure I know how to say her last name. Yeah. I'm not sure how to say it either, but it's um, K-R-I-S-H-N-A-S Canvas. Yes. It's her, yeah. it's her Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I like to watch hers as well. 
Yeah, I like her style too, because she she has kind of a line art style as well. It's um, but it's more precise. You know, it's much. It's very clean and like put together. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that amazing though? It, it to see all the different styles and what everyone can do with essentially the same yeah. tools and and what works and what doesn't and you know it's so cool to learn that yeah absolutely absolutely um and then um gosh and there's some other artists that i follow um jenna rainey does some really cool watercolor stuff um i follow her watercolor channel uh she's got several books out on how to do watercolor stuff. So if you want to start adding watercolor to your wood burns, um, she's a great teacher on, you know, how to use watercolor paint. So. Oh, that that's cool. And that's a good tip for, for people listening who are interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then you've been doing this for a long time. What's one tip or trick you think that would be really beneficial to, I mean, you got a whole book about it. So maybe we just say, go see the book, but (laughs) what, what's one thing you think others would find value in? Oh gosh. Um, I would say, you know, if you're just getting started, if you're just, you know, beginning wood burning, um, go slow and practice. Uh, You know, I find, you know, when I used to have, courses and I was teaching online I think people had the expectation that they could just kind of sit down for the first time and um crank out some really cool stuff um but I think you need to you know maybe take it a little slow and you know maybe go easy on yourself if you're starting out it takes time to learn like it takes time to learn the wood and the heat um and the, the kind of relationship there and you kind of build a muscle memory over time of how that works and, um, you know, go easy on yourself. If it doesn't come out the way you wanted it to the first time, you, you have to, you know, practice with it a little bit and practice and practice until um, you kind of get the, the feel of it and the, the way the heat acts on the wood and all those kinds of things. Um, yeah. So just, slow down a little, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Slow down and be gentle with yourself. Yeah. That's great advice, not just in wood burning, but in every aspect of our lives, I think. (laughs) Well, um, Annie, what big things do you have coming up? You sounds like you're doing some fine art shows and obviously we've got the book that everyone's got to go check out. Yeah. Um, I think, um, I don't, I don't necessarily have any really big thing coming out uh, anytime soon. I'm really just kind of focused on um, figuring out the next steps for the business. I mean, I, you know, I want to sell my art and, and all of that kind of stuff, but um, I really want to maybe not focus on the money so much or the goal of selling and really focus more on connecting with my audience more and, how to be, you know, how to create art that is a reflection of, of me and not, um, not just like, oh, there's a cool face. Let me, let me burn that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So, um, you know, just check out the YouTube channel and um, connect with me there, or you can, you know, follow me on Instagram and connect with me there. And I'm just going to keep doing my thing and, and, you know, maybe the, the new art stuff will start to will take a turn upward. I look forward to seeing it. I look forward to seeing how all your noticings come out in your art and yeah. I, it's going to be really cool. And um, I, yeah, like I said, I look forward to seeing it and I can't wait to follow along on this journey with you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And this has been really fun chatting with you, technical difficulties and, and yeah. everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I've had a lot of fun and I, I think we figured out it's, I need to use the browser and not, maybe something's wrong with my app. Maybe I need to uninstall and reinstall. I don't know. <laughs> it's all good. Well, this has been so much fun. And uh, if you guys make sure you go check out Amy on Instagram at pyrocrafters or her website, pyrocrafters.com or pyrocrafters on YouTube or TikTok or anywhere else on the internet. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. What'd you think of that? Were you inspired? I was absolutely inspired and I can't wait to show you some of the pieces that that came from this conversation. If you were inspired by today's, make sure that you tag Amy at Pyrocrafters and if you want to, tag me too at peak underscore pyro. We would both love to see anything that you come up with and I really hope that you just absolutely love this episode. Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios. Peak Pyrography is produced by Fetty Studios and Justine Fetty. Our producer and sound engineer is Kevin Fetty. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can share your comments on today's episode or suggestions for the future on Instagram at peak underscore pyro or via email at peakpyrography at gmail.com. That's P-E-A-K-P-Y-R-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y at gmail.com. Until next time, keep creating. I can't wait to see what you make next.